0: Hey guys, welcome to another exciting episode of Seller Speak. I'm Mankita Nagaraj from Sellerah. So for those of you who are new to Seller Speak, it's a weekly interview series where we bring in Amazon experts from all backgrounds to help you grow your business. Amazon has been releasing a bunch of new tools and it's improved the experience of its advertising platform. Uh, Those of you who know how to use it effectively, it can be the most powerful way to drive sales. So speaking of which, we have a very special guest today, Joel Wall, who is the CEO of Boutique Sellers. He's been coaching and mentoring Amazon sellers for quite some time now. And he's also venturing into high profile um, personal branding and event branding. Very happy to have you here, Joel.
1: Thank you for having me. So I actually don't do coaching or training. Uh, We have a straight up agency, which is currently uh, converting to a software a model, which uh, we launched PPC Rev about two weeks ago, ppcrevolution.com, which would be more of the software um, self-managed service for Amazon ads and boutique seller services actually um, will be a platform for different um, seller services. So it's funny that we named it boutique seller services, you know, three years ago and now we're actually going to be using it as a platform for seller services. Um, But, Thanks for having me.
0: Fantastic. I'm just going to dive into the questions. So the first topic that I want to pick for my first question would be keywords. Um, I just want to understand if there, if you have any specific process that you follow to pick keywords, because I've seen a lot of sellers just uh, going about downloading a, a big keyword research report and they don't really segregate it into different categories, different ad groups, they just add it into one single campaign. So is there any best practice according to you to use these keywords?
1: Wow, I love how you jumped right right into it. Perfect. So that's why we're here we want to bring value to sellers. Number one, keyword research typically has been done before you started advertising. And what i mean by that is typically a uh, smart educated sellers know this when you go on a s- source product and you've got the product if you did the packaging so you've already identified a lot of the research in terms of what customers are looking for and some of those words are already there in your package now you've gone and built a listing you've identified you've pulled um, search terms and relevant keywords that you've added to the listing, uh, to the description. Um, so I would say that you already have a list of keywords, break it down. Those are the most relevant keywords, the ones that are you know, most apt to describe the product. And typically for most products, there's 10 or so keywords that are the most important. You know, Any item that you may shop for, there's only so many keywords that you're gonna use top of mind for uh, searching for the product now, in terms of advertising, though, you want to get as many keywords as possible because people do use all kinds of words uh, to search for a product, even if the main words end up being you know ten or so um, so there are a number of tools um, that we that we that we use to um, download the first batch of search terms um, Helium ten has a good tool for it. Um, and I say that Amazon itself, if you've got a great listing, and it's pretty well, it's pretty descriptive, it's got all the right words in there. When you start a campaign, Amazon will give you a list of search terms that probably describe your product if Amazon understands it well. Um, you can also go to, if, if you don't have enough search terms there, just go to the Amazon search bar and start typing, and you'll see a number of words show up. Um, you can do that as well within the campaign setups. When you build when you build a campaign, there is the option to start adding words. When you add words, it as well does that suggestive. Um, what do you call that when they suggest suggestive search? I guess, and you can do that in Google. I mean, you can play around with it, but ultimately, um, at the beginning, you want to have the main search terms there, and you want to break it up in different search types. So you have broad, phrase, exact, and once if you if your product Uh, starts trending and there's traction and there's sales so there's 10 sales 20 sales 30 sales that gives you a number of new search terms and new keywords that you can use to continue to build up your campaigns
0: interesting I have another question for you about keywords do you go about uh, picking different types of keywords like brand specific keywords competitor keywords or non-branded keywords, um, high volume keywords, etc. Do you have any processes around um, uh, what type of campaigns uh, to create for different types of keywords?
1: Yeah, so when you start, it's it's a pretty good idea to, just so you know um, the category, right? Like you say, brand yeah. specific, or could be search specific too. It depends on the product, right? So if it was, I don't know, a dog leash, mm-hmm. right? Just a random product there may be searches for specific types of dogs. So you wanna break it up, uh, so you wanna break each campaign up by a certain amount of ad groups. So that helps you mostly identify which search types are coming in most and uh, converting converting best. Um, as time goes by, it's, it's not really important how you, ca- how you categorize it because ultimately, you just wanna know what keywords are converting best and double mm-hmm. down on those.
0: Interesting. So uh, another reason why I'm bringing up all of these questions uh, is because we get a lot of sellers from different backgrounds. Uh, some of them could be beginner sellers who have never set up our PPC campaigns before, right? So I wanted to be relevant to all sorts of sellers. I have a question again, a basic question. This is going to be about bidding. Um, so how do you go about choosing the bids for the keywords? Uh, do you uh, calculate the bids that you're going to place based on uh, target, ACOS, or do you just take the suggested bid?
1: Right. So there's many answers to that. Uh, it all depends really where you are. So let's say your brand new account, brand new product. How aggressive do you want to be? Mm-hmm. So let's say you can be very conservative, brand new account, brand new product. I would say stick with the suggested bid. Now say that you are a new account, new product, but you want to be aggressive. It also depends on the category, right? So in health and beauty, if you want to be aggressive, you might want to go to a $5 click uh, bid. Um, in other categories, you might want to go to $1.50 if you want to be aggressive. So it all depends on, on and, and by the way, you can, when you add keywords and Amazon gives you the suggested per, per each keyword, that's where you can kind of figure out how much should you be bidding? Um, I'm personally pretty conservative and I guide my team in a pretty conservative way. Don't go crazy with bidding because ultimately, even if you win it, it might just drain you and it might not even help your ranking. So, so try to go conservative and build organically. Um, if you've been running them now, you always want to have a target A ACOS. And I mean, we can talk about that, but it's, it's, uh, you know, up to you, up to your questions. Uh, very important to have a target A cost and when you do that that is what you use to define your your bid threshold so I don't want to use let me just try to be very straightforward and simple. Um, so say you're selling that that set example of dog leash which is a $20 product and you're you're fine with let's say a 25% A cost target which during, during the regular life cycle of product, 25% as an A cost is pretty good. Uh, so then you look back, right? Whether it's a week or whether it's a month back, depending on how you want to set, set, set your, um, your work up. And you're gonna go back on every single search term. The ones that you're pulling from the reports as well as the ones that are already in your dashboard and you're gonna be adjusting those adding and adjusting those. So if a search term has been running for the last two weeks, week, whatever, for a set date range at 35% ACoS, your target is at 25%. Mm-hmm. So then you got to make that change in bid based on what your target ACoS is. Now, if you're, if the word is doing well, it's got good traction, it's got good conversion, there's 30 clicks. Um, the ACoS shows running at 15%. The bid is $0.90, cents, the suggested maybe also $0.90, cents, but you still have till 25% cost. Right now it's at 15%. You can go up and take that $0.90 cents click and just go to the Mac and go to $2. So you have to really look at the past, look at your target, look at the auto-suggested, take all that into consideration and try to come up with a, a bid that makes sense.
0: Got it. Just to summarize it, so you take the bids and based on the performance of the campaigns, you you decide what the bid should be so that you won't go overboard or under, underutilize uh, the uh, campaign.
1: Sure, like, yeah. Also, make sure to, to open up the, uh, the column so you have the cost per click. So yeah. if you're looking at something that was trending, you can see what was the actual cost? What, what did you bid? What are they suggesting? What's your A cost? Using those four factors, you come up with a, with a bid that makes sense.
0: Perfect. Do you want to explain to our viewers about what product target A cost is? Because uh, you wanted to do that earlier.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's very important, and there's a lot of different stages yeah. to it. Um, you sound like you're very smart about this. So uh, interesting. It's hard for me to find people that actually get right away, you know. Um, target A cost. So uh, let's try to come up with a good example. So we're, we're selling let's take an account that's doing $20,000 a month. Okay. Which is at the start of a decent account. I mean, obviously if it's one product then it's a fantastic account, but if it's, you know, a spread of, I don't know, maybe 10 items. So it's, it's starting to build $20,000 is really where it starts turning into a business. Um, And then hope to get to 30, 40, 50. But at at some point you decide I'm in business right now and now it's got to be balanced well. So, I mean, target ACoS is, you always wanna have it, but I'd like to give an example that most people can relate to. So at $20,000, you probably shouldn't be spending more than 10% of the total sales, which would be $2,000. I would go a little lower than that, but it all depends on how uh, how much room you have in getting out, are you adding more items? But say that we don't wanna go higher than 10% for sure. So let's say that you're spending $2,000 a month. Now, a good, well-structured uh, campaign Uh, program should net you about 25% of the sales on your account should be coming directly through the ad dashboard meaning you should see it in the ad dashboard we never really know how much sales is coming from it which is why we always look at the first number which is the true a cost in this case would be let's say 10% Um, the ad sales should be about $5,000 about 25% of the entire account that's healthy now The ACoS target there really would be built on, there's two ways to do it. One is to just project, like I want to be at a 40% ACoS and just work and then go backwards. Now We're going backwards now, once we've already decided on a 25%. And we look at the the campaign. So if the campaigns are at a good level where you're not spending more than you want to, which is let's say in this case, Two thousand dollars for the last thirty days, and now we look at the A cost. Now, if the A cost is, let's say, twenty five percent, and well, what would it be? Let's say it'd be two thousand um, dollars, and we're spending we're spending two thousand dollars. We're doing uh, eight thousand dollars in ad sales, which is a little too high because we're only doing twenty thousand total. That means you're pushing a little hard on the ads. Again, these are very broad examples. There's so many specifics that it's really, really, really hard what I'm trying to do here. But uh, you look at the ACoS. So if your true ACoS is good, which means if your first number, which is the ad spend, if that's, if you're fine with that, then your ACoS is fine. So if your ACoS is 40%, use that as a guide to say, anything above 40%, I'm gonna decrease. Anything that's converting below 40%, I'm gonna increase. And that's that's your target ACoS. Um, if you, if your numbers aren't good, right? So say you wanna spend 5%, but you're spending 10%. So you wanna spend $1,000 on $20,000 in total sales, you're spending $2,000. Your ACoS running, like we said, was 40%. What you gotta do now is say, I need to cut that in half, I'm gonna slash it. So what I'm gonna do is, I'm going to create a target ACoS of 20%. This way, cut down your budget, cut down keywords, Decrease bids and increase where you can.
0: Interesting. Great. That's a pretty good explanation on uh, what Target A cost is. Uh, I'm sure the viewers would have clearly understood what it means. Um, Speaking of uh, reducing the ACoS, another thing that helps in uh, managing or controlling the ACoS is dynamic bidding, which was uh, relatively recently launched. So do you want to talk about it a little more? And uh, tell our viewers if you have any strategies around it.
1: And I would say the same thing applies to dynamic bidding. So dynamic bidding allows you to bid more or less depending on where you come up on placement and self-explanatory on Amazon. Uh, (laughs) Excuse me. Same thing. Started off, if you're conservative, start it off a little bit more conservative. Don't go too high. Um, don't go too low. And if you're more aggressive, if you're you know, a little bit more risk averse, go more aggressively. So just max it to the top. So they tell you that um, show up to the top of the first page by increasing to 100%. Great, increase to 100%. But when we look back, so you did whatever you did at the start. Now it's a month later. It's three weeks later. However, however you want to set that time period. Now you wanna go back and say um, dynamic bidding on this dynamic bid, I'm running an cost of 80%. I gotta be at 40, I'm gonna cut that in half, whether it's the bid, if it were, whether it's the um, percentage, however it's set up on your end. So it's kind of the same thing. You set it as high or low as you want, but then you always gotta go back and look at your numbers and say, what's my spend? What's my true cost? What's my actual cost? where do i want to you know go from there
0: right got it so that will be talking about the placement multipliers right the placement bids do you have anything to say about uh the dynamic bidding strategies like up and down and down only fixed bids
1: at the start you can go for up and down you can go to if you're more conservative go to down only right Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing there. Now, if you chose up and down, and your A cost is too high, one of the things that you want to do is to go maybe down only or to set bids.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Now I know a lot
1: of sellers. Like they, there's all these things going on. They want to know what to do. Yeah. So these are important questions. But ultimately, it, it's really pretty straightforward.
0: Got it. Uh huh. Okay. Um. So something that is also straightforward would be display ads, but uh, there is very little control. So do you have any strategies on how to maximize sales from display ads? Yeah, I
1: mean, this is so fast. You're, you're moving fast, I love it. Uh, product display ads, I think every single product on Amazon uh, kind of has its own path, you know, it's, it's, its own road through life. And with product display ads, like everything else, like, like all other Amazon programs, you you gotta look at it and say, all right. Number one is, I would say, sponsored products. Regular sponsored products. If that's going well, you're at where you need to be. It's profitable. You're looking to expand. You know they're not going to perform typically as well as sponsored product. But again, it all depends. Like if you're, do you have a branded product? Um, are are people looking specifically for your brand? A lot of different uh, factors that come come into play. So I would say, with, with everything, with all of their packages that they offer, all of their little options and products, use it, try it a little bit. Be very cautious. So if your sponsor products is at thirty percent ad cost and your um, headline and display is at you know ninety percent, you know obviously you just cut it down. You don't need it.
0: Right. Yeah. Got it. For sure.
1: Just one thing to say about that: there's a ver- there's a very big difference between uh-huh. uh, advertising. Right, advertising, and what Amazon advertising is, Uh which means sponsored product really is product placement. So if you were selling into retail, you're paying a couple bucks to be placed in a better position. That is what you're doing with sponsored product. With display and with headline, now you're in advertising. So as a company, you have to decide, are you advertising? How much are you spending on ads? Is it making sense? Typically, I would say, I don't want to say this, but... A lot of sellers are not making money. Amazon is tough. Um, We, we had a webinar yesterday with Google, they have a new program coming out, right? Um, Why is that? Well, I I would say that sellers are definitely struggling on Amazon. You know, at some point something's got to give because you can't keep on, you know, a fee here, a fee there, a fee there, there isn't, you don't have those margins and then you're competing with sellers from all over the world. Who may have better pricing um, and then you're competing with sellers who don't care about profits so it's extremely hard the point is just because amazon is offering you a new way to advertise doesn't mean you have to utilize it
0: got it so my next question was going to be about product targeting but it's just getting into all types of targeting i want to make my question more general uh, and relevant to everybody so i want to ask you if you have any strategies Uh, Which uses a combination of different types of uh, campaigns, different types of bidding, um, you know, uh, different strategies all coming together, which works extraordinarily well for sellers from a certain stage. Uh, Can you share your experience with us?
1: I can think of one account that they they do over a million dollars a month and they dedicate about 8% to spend. And they're, they're, we have very robust campaigns for them. And we, we include ASIN targeting on, on every campaign. And typically, uh, because they, they're so well, I mean, if you do a million dollars a month on Amazon, that means your ranking is pretty good. Your conversion is pretty good. Um, so I don't know if it's because of the ASIN targeting, or, right? It just does well. And I think it's one of the secrets of Amazon, which is if it's going to do well, it's going to do well. And if it's not going to do well, it's not going to do well. So. Um, they're utilizing it if they were to cut down on it and just put that money into sponsored will they do worse or better I, you know i can't even answer that but it's like one of those things that you have to do it and then maybe say hey on this product our asin a cost a, you know our targeting a cost um is lower maybe we put more money in there on another product that's higher let's put less money there so that you know you always want to be responsive and re- reactive mm-hmm rather than plan things out because things don't go as planned. Um,
0: So, uh, one thing that you brought out was, uh, that if a product's going to work, it's going to work, otherwise it won't. Uh, I've asked this question to a lot of, um, experts before, but do you, what do you have to say about when should a seller, um, come to a conclusion that the problem is actually with the product and not the way, uh, he's, he or she is advertising or it's not the problem with the marketing, but it's actually the product and they should just give up and find another product.
1: It's really a tough call. Um, I told someone today, I said, listen, if, you've done everything on the listing because in my opinion, the pictures, video, EBC, they're the most important. And a lot of sellers will tell you that, you know, big, big sellers will tell you that. And if you've done it all, I go out of your listing and, and I can see that it's, it looks better than any of your competitors and still nothing doing. I mean, I'm a big believer in, in low MOQ, regardless. Like, I don't think you should stock your warehouse with 10,000 units of anything. Um, you got to try, try, try. But ultimately, people do what they do, and and uh, sometimes you can't go with low inventory. Uh, point is that if you've done it right, you really have done everything you can. Maybe you did early reviewer. Maybe you did Vine. You got some reviews. You got a really good listing, and the thing is not working. You played with the pricing up and down. Just give up on it. I mean, there's millions of products that you can be working with. Uh, yeah. But if you haven't, then you got to say, I'll, I'll invest a thousand dollars with a great photographer or you know lister, listing you know company, rather than going to spend you know ten thousand to go you know research and develop your next product. So that's 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 like very simple basic advice.
0: Got it. Yeah. Sure. So um, I want to ask you something. I've seen a lot of your LinkedIn posts um, saying you've achieved an ACOS as low as maybe 2% or 4%. Uh, is there any anything that you consistently follow to get these ACOS, um, preferably for um, low product average uh, order value and low brand value sellers? I
1: didn't understand that last part of your question.
0: Okay. So I just want to know if you have any specific process that you follow that you replicate across different accounts to achieve low ACoS and a high ROI. It's
1: like pretty much. I mean, sometimes you have to go a little deeper. Sometimes you got to go a little wider, but ultimately it's, it's really, like I said, it, it's, it's paying money for placement. So just to dumb it down, because I think very slow and very dumb terms, um, So look at two products at Walmart, right? Everyone knows Walmart. So there's a bottle of Coca-Cola that could be in any shelf in the store. People go find it and buy it, right? And then there's some random product in, I don't know, uh, sewing needles that, you know, if it's an aisle 42 at the bottom, you're never going to find it. You're never going to buy it. And if you pay a little bit money to have it at the end of the, at the end of the aisle, let's say at the sewing and knitting aisle at the end of it, at, you know, at the cap, yeah, maybe it'll do better. Um, ultimately the Coke will, will fly if it's at the end of the aisle, right. If it's at the cash. So yeah, certain products will have a, a 3% A cost <laughs> because it's, it's already flying off the shelf. Yeah. Um, I mean, 3% is usually would mean that, um not very competitive, very low bids, high
0: high brand value. What? High brand value and high average auto value. Yeah, that's like
1: a hundred dollar product that's that yeah, takes, exactly. takes to convert. Yeah. Uh, so dollar fifty, one point five percent A cost. Um I would say that large scale accounts, because you have so much data, because you have so many products, yeah. so you have all that leverage, you are gonna have a lower A cost. Um So I don't get caught up with numbers. I think as a seller, you got to do what works for you, what works for your profit, what works for your numbers, and you have to be a realist about what you do to get it there.
0: Agree with you. Unfortunately, we're running out of time, and we'll have to wrap it up. Do you have any last-minute advice for our viewers? I think
1: we covered a lot in a very short period (laughs) of time. I can't say I've done something like this before in such a succinct, you know, (laughs) concise way. Really, thank you for that. Um, for the viewers, I'd say, listen, listen, the number one number you got to look at is not the A cost. It's the true A cost on a monthly basis. You have to reevaluate every single month. What is your total sales? What is your total spend? Does that make sense for you or not? And then pivot your strategy. And if, if you do this every month, you're fine. Majority of sellers I talk to never do this.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Fantastic advice. Thank you so much again Joel. Uh, This was a great session. I learned a lot and I'm sure our viewers have learned a lot as well. Uh, And uh, if you are going to implement any of these strategies, do let us know how it goes in the comment section below. I'd like to thank you again for coming onto the show and sharing your experience with us. Don't forget to uh, like our video and subscribe to our channel for more great content and i will see you again with another fantastic video very soon thanks for watching the video